The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. In front of him, there was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus spoke to the scholars of the law and Pharisees in reply, asking, Is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not? But they kept silent. So he took the man, and after he had healed him, dismissed him. Then he said to them, Who among you, if your son or ox falls into a cistern, would not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? But they were unable to answer his question. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Well, I was especially taken with our first reading. Here is Paul really showing his sorrow and he says anguish. He's really torn. He's really struggling with the love of Christ and his history as a Pharisee. And he goes through the list, uh, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, to the worship, the promises, the patriarchs, all of that, he, that's part of what the Pharisee did. They were devoted to living out the laws. And we often think negatively on the Pharisees, just for that very fact, they just were devoted to the laws. But Jesus said in Matthew, I didn't come to abolish the laws and the patriarchs. I came to fulfill them. So there's something in that combination that Paul is struggling with. So the, the laws, we may have heard these 613 mitzvahs, are interpretations of what Moses wrote in the Pentateuch, in the first five books of the Bible. Those 613 rules stem from things that Moses said, and if we look at that, Moses knew God as best any man can. So this man, Moses, wrote things because he knew the love of God and he was trying to help others. I've read from uh, other Jewish rabbi authors who say that really the laws were intended not to uh, stop people from living a productive life. They were to help make connection to the divine. Now man, of course, takes these too far and removes the love and doesn't experience the love. But the original intent was by individuals who understand God's love and they're trying to help us get closer. It's not unlike what I think the rules of orders. Um, the rule of Saint Benedict, as an example, there are a set of rules written by a holy man who wants to help others make the connection with the divine. 
Now, we know from Paul's additional writings that obedience and following what the laws are without love is like a resounding gong. It's worthless. We have to have love, but the, the combination of love and rules and obedience and following, surrendering ourselves to the will of God, that's powerful because we have love and we're following that will. Now, with this as a backdrop, after I you know, really meditated on this for quite a while, then we look at our gospel reading. Um, for those that have been here this week, you'll notice that Monday was also a reading where Jesus healed on the Sabbath. And it got me to be thinking, well, how many times did this happen, healing on the Sabbath? Well, there, there are many instances in Scripture out of the four Gospels Uh, But I found several sources that tried to group them, because many of the Gospels would speak about the same experience. It came up to be seven, seven times. Well, seven is one of those numbers that leads us to God. It's considered a holy number, not a lucky number, but a holy number. Lots of history with what seven means in Scripture connecting us to God. So I thought, seven, I want to follow this trail. Well, the first, you'll remember, uh, was in Capernaum. It was in a synagogue in Capernaum, one of the first times Jesus is going to work a miracle, and people were, it was wonderful. Nobody was complaining, nobody was thinking about the Sabbath. My gosh, people are being healed. Right after that, the same day, Jesus goes next door to Peter's mother-in-law and heals her. And then others were brought to be healed. So it started off not as a question about is this legal or not. As we run the trail of the seven, um, by about the fourth, now people are starting to question Uh, This seems like you're breaking the laws of the Sabbath. The Pharisees that are just connected with the obedience and law, they don't see the love, they don't recognize Jesus, they start to plan to kill him. So the fourth, fifth, sixth, every time we're starting to see, yeah, people are unhappy and uh, the Pharisees are thinking, this is, we've got to get rid of Jesus. The seventh is our reading today, the seventh time. Now, it's interesting. Uh, Jesus is going into the home of a Pharisee in his home, not a synagogue, not on the open. He's gone into the home of the people that want to kill him. And it seems to be kind of a setup Uh, The Pharisees weren't known to associate people with illness, but yet here in the home of a Pharisee appears a person that needed to be healed. It seems like a setup, and I think Jesus kind of recognized that, and he took the opportunity to heal this man and ask the question, 
Is it legal to do so? What I thought about, Jesus going into danger, going into certain hostility, that's the incarnation. That's Jesus coming to our world to begin with. Jesus pursuing in danger us. And especially with the Pharisees, he is trying to make connection, the divine trying to connect back to the people that are searching for him. Now, many of the Pharisees are misguided, but many are not. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea was was a Pharisee. When we're in obedience and we're searching for Jesus, the divine, he finds us. He will find us. Now, the last point, this, uh, you know, coming into dangerous territory, the last point that I really thought about is Jesus coming into the Pharisee's house. What a dangerous thing to do, to come into, you know, somebody that's hostile The last thing that we say today before we receive communion, I am not worthy that you would enter my house under our roof, but my house. Jesus coming to us, wanting us to experience love. And just think about that as we're preparing ourselves to come up for the Eucharist. I am not worthy that you would come into my house just like Jesus does in hostile territory here. He says, I'm going to come into every house. I'm searching for you. I want you. Let's stand and offer our petitions.